You are listening to Australia's tax news podcast, Tax Talks, the podcast for Australian tax professionals. Welcome to episode 43 of Tax Talks. This is Heide Robson. Most of us will only ever sell an accounting or tax practice once, if at all, or maybe twice. But we definitely don't get any practice runs. Stephen Fine of Focus Grows is a specialist business broker in the sale of financial services practices. I'm keen to understand from Stephen, what are the top 10 mistakes sellers make so we can avoid them in the future? Here's Stephen. So the first mistake is not, uh, not having well-prepared data, untidy data. that really affects buyers' confidence. So we spend a, a fair bit of time. We've got a whole a lot of templates that we can provide and work with with sellers to collate the data in in, in the best possible way. So badly prepared business data is, is is one of the mistakes. And is it the so, biggest one, kind of top of the list that you see the most often happen? It's one of them. I'd say one of the other ones is just going in there, not clear what outcome you're looking for. You know, before we talk to uh, sellers that. Say, okay, look, let's, let's have a meeting with these guys, you know, with these guys and see what happens. Well, we advise against that because uh, then, you know, you're just going to go. Everybody's time. Yeah, you're just going to go with wherever the, with the wind's going. Um, it's, it's important to really get a clear picture of what you're looking for because uh, if you don't. Uh, you get talked into something. Either that or when, when, when it is presented to you, you, you don't recognize that this is the opportunity because you haven't articulated what you, you know, the, the ideal outcome. So, so we work with, with, with sellers and we say, okay, well, what, in a perfect world, what, what does it look like? You know, let's, let's break it down. Let's describe, you know, the elements and, you know, the, the pricing, the transition, uh, all of these things to consider. Let's talk it through and, and uh, at least you know what, you, what you're aiming for. Another mistake is uh, assuming that uh, the finance is in place from, from the buyer. And this is a, a, a common problem. A lot of buyers would say, look, we're all good. Uh, finance, no problem. And at that point, they may even believe that finance is not a problem. But the problem uh, arises... Uh, when they go to the, the bank. When they go to the bank. And, or, the, the, and the banks don't want to commit anything in writing. So you've got the, the business development uh, exec saying, yeah, it's all good, it's all good. And then it goes to credit and credit says, sorry. The bank says no. And... Uh, the problem is you only know that at the towards the very very end. You know, some of the banks actually want to see the contract before they give the green light. So you're never quite sure if it's subject to finance whether it's going to come come good or not. Mm-hmm. So we, we we spend a lot of time with with the buyers to understand which uh, financial institution are they going to? What are they actually presenting? To the lenders, you know, is there a high probability that it's going to go through or not? You know, we, we've got a, a number of associates that we kind of bounce these things uh, off to get a sense of whether they feel, uh, you know, and they, they're from the industry or they've worked for the banks previously, whether they feel that, uh, you know, the funding's going to come through. And so are most but, contracts subject to finance? Yeah. Because that means are, are most of them? Well, a lot of them. Hmm. A lot of them. Because that basically gives a backdoor to the buyer. The buyer can always claim, oh, I didn't get finance. 
yes, but at that stage, you know, one would have hoped to have qualified that the buyer is genuine, really is interested in the business, that the due diligence is, has been done and it's not because of due diligence, you know, that, that it's been ticked off and, and they're happy with it. Look, to go down that path and, you know, it costs money to, to, to get the loan as well, so you're not going to go to all that trouble unless you're really serious. Uh, it's just the disappointment comes in when everybody thought that the finance was coming through and it doesn't. How do you get paid? Do you get paid like a real estate agent at the very end when the sale happens? Or do you already get paid along the way? It's similar to real estate. We get paid uh, you know, a little bit, little bit up front, but the bulk is success-based success So once the transaction happens. So that was three mistakes so far. Three mistakes, the yeah. Being clear on what you want. The second one, um, have, oh, sorry, the first one was having your data in, not in order. Second yep. one was not being clear on what you want. Yep. Third one was assuming that the buyer has the finance yep. without knowing. Yep. Fourth. Look, I think it was, uh, just being, you know, not being fully transparent with, with, with buyers. You know, having some skeletons in the closet. Yeah, look, uh, look, we encourage, look, it's, Put it all out there, you know. Um, you know, every business there may there's there's going to be some some negatives. Well, let's talk about them. It's not, uh, you know, if you, if you if you if you hide it, and then it comes out later, the buyer's lost confidence. Uh, confidence. And again, I can think of an example where, and this is a crazy example, where the seller didn't mention something in the very first meeting which they should have mentioned. What and was it? It was it was it was to do with the debt that that was on the business. Ultimately, they'd actually addressed that issue, but they sh they should have mentioned it at that very first meeting. And the, the negotiations went on and on and on and on and on. And again, this is another situation where contracts were drawn up, everyone was ready to go, and the buyer just felt uneasy at the last minute. Um, Because he sensed something, there was something. It was something was, um, so right. it was a, a lady, she said, just had a funny feeling. And this little white lie in the very first meeting just, just playing on my mind. And it's, I'm just thinking, what else haven't they told me? And I just can't, I just can't go through with it. You know, it turns out it wasn't that big a deal. It was just mm. that it was held back. Hmm. So, look, our view is, you know, put it all out there. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a sale, but it's also two parties that need to trust each trust other. Each other. Hmm. So that's yeah, and I can imagine these business sales, especially hmm. a sale of a professional practice hmm. and professional services practice. Trust plays a big role big tr because big it's role. not like when you buy a house and you can see exactly the way the house is built, etc. Correct. Um, in a professional services practice, it's a lot harder to actually sure. see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. A couple of other mistakes. Expecting it to be plain sailing. It's great when it, everything works. And, you know, we've had transactions where it's just been getting all the green lights, traffic lights at, at once, and it's just been very smooth. But you kind of want to expect a few bumps along the way. And it's an emotional journey, you know, for some people it's uh, a business they've been attached to for 30 years and uh, all of a sudden, you know, someone's messing with your, your, your child and you've got an attachment. So there's an emotional aspect to it. So, you know, it can, it can be bumpy. 
And the other thing is, is, is not asking like the hard questions early on. You know, there might be a question that, you know, you, you're, dying, you're dying to ask, but you think, no, look, we'll just leave that for down the track. Just get, get everything out early, and uh, that can save a lot of time and frustration down the, down the track. The other mistake is, you know, just dealing with one, one buyer, not casting a wide net. If, if a buyer knows that they're the only party, very often they may lowball, low they might drag the chain. Mm. And just uh, it's, As a seller, you're in a lot better position if you are... Creating FOMO. Fear of missing out, exactly. And, um, you know, a healthy competitive spirit around the, around the sale. Yeah, that, that, that's, that helps move the process along and, and get a better outcome. Absolutely. If you're selling a house, you, you want to get the best price, invite more people to the auction. So, um. So I think that was go, number seven. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the other one is not protecting, uh, one's anonymity. You know, going out there and, uh, you know, you need to produce some pretty sensitive information. And, uh, you know, once you've given it and, you know, the person ends up not buying, well, you've, You've told your, your, your secrets and you, you know, you feel exposed. Uh, and then that person's got the information and you got nothing. But so there's that, the, yeah. Isn't that a risk anyway? Uh, even if the buyer is genuine, the seller is genuine, the seller yeah. puts everything on the table, puts it all out there. And then in the end, the deal falls through and the buyer walks away with a very, very good understanding of your business. Well, we make buyers sign a very, very tight uh, non-disclosure document. Mm. It's, it's very tight. So um, the more formal you make the process, the less likely there is to be damage uh, from mm. information that gets out. If the buyer is a competitor, then the buyer yeah. has the good knowledge of that business. Uh, yeah. Again, comes back back to our uh, non-disclosure documents. And but but yeah, I mean, it is uh, you, you are exposing the business. Mm. Is there another error? Well, one is, um, you know, fighting the whole concept, winning, winning the battle but losing the war. Fighting so hard about... Fighting about for a certain particular clause. point, exactly, for a particular clause. And in the big picture, it's, it, it's not, uh, you know, it's not the most important thing. So, you know, there's also like seeing what's, what's an ego. Mm. Ego kills the deal. You know, the two parties who meet and they completely disagree about a particular uh, approach for example, and, uh, you know, no one's given ground and mm. they can't work together. Mm. Uh, and so the yeah. advice is probably um, pick your battles. Pick your battles, absolutely. Yeah. So don't fight over little things. Yeah. Let them win the points that are not important and stand your, stand yeah. your ground on the one or two important points. Yeah, and I think also, you know, just going back to uh, getting clear on what you want at the beginning, that's really where you want to, you know, make it clear what your uh, ideal outcome is, right? Not, not along the way. Uh, because then, you know, you can lose face if you, oh, I didn't mention that. No, I'm sorry, I need to just take that back. You know, we always encourage the parties to say, okay, well, let's look at the, uh, the ideal outcome. Is it, is it, what are the absolute non-negotiables? Let's talk about that, mm. you know. Had we done it with that uh, seller that I had mentioned who freaked out about moving offices, you know, it may have saved a lot of time for everybody, He said, well, look, I will not do any transactions if I have to move offices. Maybe we should have clarified that earlier. 
Yeah, and I think the final mistake is you, you, you can't wing it. You need to have a, a formal process in place. I see so many people say, look, let's have the meeting and see what happens. Well, it, it's, it's not going to go your way. I think you, you need to have a strategy, follow the tr- strategy step by step. The more formal it is, the better outcome uh, you're going to have for everybody. So I think those, those are the key mistakes that, uh, that we've certainly seen over the uh, time we've been doing this. Welcome back. So these are the top 10 mistakes to avoid when selling. I think they are all very easy mistakes to make. In the next episode, episode 44, Mike O'Hagan of Mike's Business Tours will talk about offshoring to the Philippines. Until then, thank you for listening. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.